Hello and welcome to the Fancy Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your normal boring host, Pat Polk, and I'm here with your relatively new and exciting co-host, Nick Spear. Hi, Nick. Don't talk to me. Watching the Bears. So we are recording this Thursday. It is currently 8.18 p.m. according to my computer, and the Bears game is on. I wanted to get out a week one preview, preferably at the latest Thursday night, because I know almost no one listens to the podcast on the weekend, and so it would be completely outdated if I released it any time later than Thursday night. So that's the plan. Uh, This is a last-minute, hopefully quick, week one preview Let's talk about some games, let's talk about the league, and let's uh, enjoy a big Bears victory, shall we? I'm here against my will. Someone please call the authorities. I don't want to be doing this. Pat is a slave driver. I think that is an uncharitable description of me asking you when would be good, and you saying either tonight or tomorrow would be good. And you just happen to pick tonight. (laughs) Anyway, let's uh, let's look at Fancy while you watch the Bears, shall we? You keep talking. I got stuff to do. Okay, so it is week one, which means, of course, it is the first of two league rivalry weeks. Um, Week one and week 10 are when you play your spouse or rival. And so it's always important. First of all, you want to beat your rival. And second of all, this is your most common league opponent uh, every year. So you have to take care of business. Let's go down the list, shall we? Uh, It's actually a particularly close uh, projected week, except for one game. Uh, how about we go in reverse order of closeness based on the current projections? Shall we? Whatever you say. All right. I love your enthusiasm. The energy is there. Um, the least close projection by far is Gary versus Abby. Gary, you can't a beat to the Mingo versus Abby Vance down by the river. I'm a big fan of the Vance down by the river name. Uh, currently projected Gary 105.3 high score of the week, Abby 91.7 low score of the week for a 13.6 point advantage for Gary. So this is uh, not projected to be close. Big uh, advantage for Gare Bear. Uh, What do you think of this matchup, my friend who is not distracted, Nick? Oh, I'm sorry. Are you talking to me? Yes, sir. Uh, well, it's, I think it's odd because I was looking through these matchups today, and this matchup was much closer earlier, so I don't know what happens in, say, the five or six hours since I checked it this afternoon to now. This was like a four-point game earlier today, so I don't know what's happened. I don't know if Abby adjusted her lineup, what's going on here, but it's very strange. If she adjusted her lineup, uh, ESPN's website did not like the adjustment she made, that's for sure. No. You were telling me something about a, a win probability metric? Yeah, so they did a weird thing. Um, Gary is a 13.5 point uh, favorite, and yet uh, ESPN's website has a new thing. If you click the live scoring on their website, I don't think it does this on the phone app, it gives a win probability. And even though Gary is favored by 13.5 points, his win probability is 53%. So obviously they're not like super confident with that uh, 13 point victory for Gary. Between this and last week's shenanigans with the numbers that we discussed, I don't think ESPN does math. Yeah, you would think that uh, the number one sports website and channel would uh, be all about those stats, but no, they are all over the boards. So, I mean, I think this is fair. It like 
obviously with relative league parity and especially at the beginning of the season, I think uh, a 53% chance victory is fair. I think it's the the difference between that and the 13-point victory is really the, the question mark. But I think 53% sounds totally reasonable. I don't know. I'd agree with that. I don't I don't understand this. Was it 15 point point spread, something like that? So I don't fully buy that. I think this is actually much closer than the numbers would break down. But uh, anything that puts the caboose in the rightful boost spot, I'm all for. Yeah, I don't know why they don't like our team right now. Um, they they were fine with it before and they just uh, pummeled it a little bit. We have the number one pick versus the number two pick on this team. Uh, Gary has Squan Barkley and uh, Abby has Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I would say, personally, I would think Abby has the advantage at quarterback. Uh, Matt Ryan against Gary's Deshaun Watson. Maybe uh, Wash at wide receiver. Tyree Kill and Julian Edelman on Gary's side. Uh, Mike Evans and Cooper Cup on Abby's side. Maybe a slight advantage to Gary, but not a huge one. OJ Howard for Gary, a tight end. And Vance McDonald uh, for Abby. A lot of people are excited about Vance McDonald this year, and obviously that's her team namesake, so you have to root for him to be good. Um, uh, I just looked down at the bottom. I figured out why, uh, Gary is favored by 13 and a half points. It's Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker is Gary's kicker. So he's probably going to win every game this season. Fair enough. Um, I wanted to say with Deshaun Watson, I'm all of a sudden very bullish on Deshaun Watson after the, uh, Texans traded for Larry Tunsil and Kenny Stills and then got rid of Jadavion Clowney. The defense going to take a little bit of a hit, even though Jadavion is not that good at football. Um, but I think they're going all in this year on the offense, so I think they really have to air it out because they just like mortgage their entire future. So if they don't get it done this year, they're just really not going to get it done, which makes me think that they're going to funnel a lot of work on Deshaun Watson and keep him healthy, keep him upright. So this is all of a sudden looking like a better pick than it did on draft day. All right. So, and uh, Aaron Rodgers just got sacked, and I'm very happy. I'm sorry, were we talking about something? Nope, nope, that was it. Uh, good job. Way to go. Uh, and I will note, um, there was some movement in the overall projected final standings by Ameritrade. And, uh, let me tell you, they were oh, not, you love those. not kind to, uh, Bill Swirsky super fans, uh, at the draft. I was sixth real dead middle of the pack. And, uh, right now I am uh, 10th. I went from sixth to 10th. Um, that's not great. Wow. Yeah, these are all over the place. Yes. Uh, so Abby, uh, Vance down by the river, went from 10th all the way up to 8th. So uh, Vaulted. Vaulted. Vaulted to 8th place. Yeah, she's, she's like laughing at the caboose, and the caboose is eating her dust. Uh, and Gary, rock solid at the number one spot. Um, so we've got a number one versus a number eight, according to Ameritrade, uh, which is obviously the most reliable indicator of final standings. Absolutely. Why are we even having a season? Yeah, it's, it's pointless. Uh, next, let's move along. Uh, the Unfortunately for me, the next least close matchup is me versus Jen. I am a two-and-a-half-point underdog. I would be Bill Swirsky's superfans, 97.4 projection. And Jen, controversially to some, changed her team name to The Ignorant Sluts. And she has a 99.8 point projection, uh, so two and a half point favorite. What do you think of uh, this match and that team name? Um, I think this is a great team name. Plus, it also gives you the opportunity to say, Jen, you ignorant slut. Just and I'll... yes, that, that's the mother of your children. Yes, I am I'm playing against 
uh, an ignorant slut, and I hope to beat an ignorant slut. <laughs> With a stick, yes. apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, again, so this is the second least close matchup at two and a half points. So, first of all, good job, everyone. Uh, very close match this week. Uh, but it says there's a 50-50 win probability. So, even though Jen is a two and a half point favorite, uh, it says exactly 50% for who's going to win. So, it's a complete coin flip. What do you think of this matchup? Good, right. sir. So, 15 point spread makes it 53 point or 53% win probability. Two point point spread makes it 50 50. That seems like we're weighting these things a bit strangely. Wait until you, uh, your mind will be blown when we do the Annalisa versus Casey matchup, but uh, that's okay. just f- foreshadowing for later. I'll, I'll wait for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so in terms of this matchup, uh, Jen, the ignorant sluts, have David Montgomery <laughs> going right now. Uh, and he's had a decent, well, the Bears offense has been pretty anemic so far, but he's actually looked pretty good breaking a lot of tackles, which the announcers seem to revel in because he apparently had the most broken tackles last year in all of college football. Cool. All right. But he's having a decent game, but without him getting into the end zone or that offense really kicking up, he's going to be disappointing for today. So I think this is actually going to be a closer matchup. Well, honestly, it's only a two-point spread. I think it's going to be a close matchup. Um, and if hopefully this... For your sake, none of your guys have a off week because it looks like David Montgomery might have an off week. So yeah, I I, I have to have an you know I I do like my team despite uh, Ameritrade not liking my team, uh, so I don't feel crappy about it. I I hope that we do well, and I think I have a chance. I have Alvin Kamara, I have Juju Smith Schuster, I have Damian William at flex. Um, yeah, I, I feel okay. Uh, so hopefully it works out. 50-50 seems fair. Oh, you know what? I didn't even talk about bets. I need to come up with a bet with uh, Jen before it's too late. Did you come up with a bet for your Rivalry Week matchup? We discussed it, and I think in the fallback plan is just to do the live um, WhatsApp messaging of a TV show of the other players choosing. But I'm trying to think of something more creative than going to that fallback, but that's the fallback right now. Okay, that's fair. And... <laughs> uh Looking at the TD Ameritrade standings, as I said, uh, I started at 6th at the draft, and I'm currently at 10th. That sucks. And Jen started at 8th, and she has vaulted up to 4th. She is one of the two highest climbers, uh, and I'm one of the two biggest fallers uh, in the league. So we are going in opposite directions according to TD Ameritrade before the first game is played. Well, Jen is very good at fantasy football. Have you heard that? Well, I have heard that before, and it was evidenced by all the spreadsheets that she invited people to today, which actually just bore out the fact that she is very good at fantasy football. She is actually very good at fantasy football. I know I joke uh, about it a lot, but uh, yeah, I I don't think she actually did any moves that should dramatically change the outcome of her season yet. So again, I just question the volatility and accuracy of the TD Ameritrade uh, standings, but I would not, I would bet money if I... I would bet money that Jen is probably going to make the playoffs. That seems like a fair thought, um, but I don't know if she did anything since the draft to improve her team. That's all I'm saying. I think TD Ameritrade just figured out that it was Jen, and they're like, oh, wow, that it's Jen? Okay, we got we to gotta up our maybe, evaluation here. Maybe there's the like, Patriots. Yeah, maybe there's like a, a word parser, and it, and it heard her new team name, and it really liked it. And like, ah, you know, you get, you get two extra spots in the standings because now you're the ignorant <laughs> sluts. Ah, she's like, ah, she's clever. I get it. And good at fantasy football. Okay, move up some spots. She, I'm a lucky man. I know. She's she's a dream. <laughs> 
All right. Now next, uh, the next least close matchup is Alex versus Meg M. So that would be currently not renamed yet. Goffs and Dolls. Uh, Alex Um with uh, 92.2, the second lowest projection of the week. Uh, at a 2.3 point underdog to Meg Murphy, who is at 94.5. So she's a 2.3 point favorite, and she changed her name to Good Enough and Smart Enough. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you get it? I get it. I get it. Excellent. And uh, that... smart. I know things. Exactly. So, uh, again, this is the middle of the league. It is the third out of five in closeness uh, at 2.3 points, and it also says it is a, a 50-50 coin flip. Um, so... It really doesn't know who's going to win. Uh, also, well, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, give, granted that Aaron Rodgers is playing for Alex's team right now, there is some live updates for the scoring, and it currently projects a score of forty, excuse me, 94.5 to 93.3. So it's a 1.2 uh, point, point spread currently in projections. So it got even closer. It started close, yes. and it got even closer, and it says it's a coin flip. So yes. that is... About as close as you get. I do see on the uh, – so the game cast for the actual NFL is on the side of my window, and it says, unfortunately, that the Packers are a 63.7% win probability right now. So that's not what you like, like to four. see. I mean the Bears' offense is awful, but whatever. So anyway, enough of oh. harsh reality. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of Goffs and Dolls versus Good Enough and Smart Enough? Hey, Zeke got back, so that helps. Yeah, uh, that that was uh, – let's look at the Ameritrade standings again. And Goffs and Dolls started at ninth, and they have vaulted up to fifth. Uh, so with Jen, he has the second largest uh, – he has tied for the largest rise in the standings. Uh, and Good Enough and Smart Enough uh, started at fourth and went up to third. She started high and went even higher. So uh, they like both teams season-wide. Uh, but didn't have a super high projection for week one. But uh, obviously, a clear reason to like Alex's team more is Ezekiel Elliott signed his contract, one of the two risky running backs, and uh, he is going to be good, and he's going to play the whole year, uh, barring health, obviously. So that's, Or suspension. Yeah. You never know. He, he might start hitting women. Apparently. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty good for Alex. Uh, I Remember, we, we said it would be a hot and cold team, and... Uh, having Ezekiel Elliott for the entire season certainly boosts his odds uh, quite a bit. So good job, way to go, Alex. Uh, and I thought when we were recording the the draft recap that it was actually Melvin Gordon who seemed more likely to sign his contract. And no, it was Ezekiel Elliott. Go, go figure. figure. Jinx. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I I agree that it could be a close one. And apparent, I'm guessing since it has tightened things up just a little bit, that I guess. Uh, maybe Aaron Rodgers is slightly, very, very slightly overperforming the projections. He has 8.2 points with two minutes left in the first half. So he's he's on pace for a good game. Yeah, I mean, which belies the fact that he's really not having that great of a game. He's had one good drive. He's got a touchdown pass. But, I mean, it's a 7-3 game with two minutes left in the second quarter. It's not exactly a good game, but he'll you know he's on pace for 16 points. So I guess. That'll work. Yeah. All right, here's the one that'll blow your mind, man. Mind blown. The next closest the second closest game uh in the league according to espn projections is case and annalisa which of course by the power of deduction you can figure out that you and meg collins have the closest game of the week uh but uh this one's so 1.4 points we've got annalisa as the favorite 
uh, 97.6 to 96.1. Annalisa is the girly men, and Casey is sloppy Mahomes. Again, still don't get the joke, but unless it's sloppy Joes, but like we said last week, that doesn't quite make sense, but whatever. It's close. It's close. Uh, But here's the thing. So uh, less than a two-point difference, and yet it gives a 54% chance to Annalisa to win, which means that they think it is more likely that Annalise will win as a one and a half point favorite than Gary will win as a 13 and a half point favorite. Okay. ESPN, you're just, you're screwing with us at this point. This is a funny haha joke. And somewhere there's a, a guy working with like stats and records at ESPN, like an intern who's just like, guys, guys, check this out. I'm going to screw with everybody. I don't care what the point spreads are. I'm just going to go with different projections. I will say... Uh, as is always a problem with ESPN, and I feel like this is an easy mathematical fix, but Annalisa has the Bears defense and they're playing. And so as most people in the league know by this point, uh, you get 10 points for your defense if you shut out your opponent, just as 10 bonus points because they didn't score. And the more the opposing team scores, um, the fewer points you get just based on points allowed. And then you obviously also get points for sacks, interceptions, etc. Um, so when you have a defense playing, they score 10 points as soon as the game kicks off. And so that just purely adds 10 points to your defense's projection and therefore adds 10 points to your total team's projection. And so right now the difference in the final score is greater because uh, she has the Bears defense playing, so she has kind of some phantom points, although the game is half over at this point, so it's less fake. Uh, and Casey has two people playing. Guess which team they play for? And they are not doing great uh, so far, and so his project- projection has dropped. So the the spread has changed, and maybe that is why there's a 54% chance. Uh, right now it says Annalisa 105.1, but that's with some fake defense points. And Casey, 89.5, and that's with 2.9 points scored with uh, one half of Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. So that, that would, that'll that hurt. That'll hurt. Well, I will say the Bears defense, look, uh, they should, if ESPN stats were worth their salt, which I don't think they are, um, like on Yahoo, you'll have, you'll get those extra media 20 points or whatever the, your settings will be, but they'll still project like, oh, I don't care if you have 20 points now, I'm still projecting you to only have seven points out of this. So it's not so it's more realistic towards the um, overall end goal. But that being said, the Bears D could have a high projection, even though they had the automatic ten points. Uh, they have a couple sacks, and they only gave up seven points through a half. So it could really be the fact that um, the Bears D is projected to have you know fifteen points by the end of the game. Yeah, and uh, humorously, Casey made the obvious choice of starting Devontae Adams, uh, but on his bench. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling has 5.7 points to Devontae Adams' 2.6 points. So that would be funny if he started the wrong Green Bay Packer wide receiver because he flooded his team with Green Bay Packer players. That would be funny, and but I'll tell you that the Valdez-Scantling is really only has that many points because he had one reception that went for about 45 yards, and other than that, he's you know two receptions for 10, 15 yards, something like that. Yeah, he has three receptions for 57 yards, and Devontae Adams has three receptions also, but for 26 yards. Yeah, the yards are a premium in this game. Yeah. Uh, all right, so that one they now say is not so close, and that takes us to the... Uh, League office to see the current standings. Uh, Sloppy Mahomes, Casey's team, still number two overall. He, they, he's been rock solid at two since the draft. And Annalise's team, 
the girly men was three on draft day and it's down to six uh today so it is the another big falling team along with uh me unfortunately and as we've established uh espn stats are foolproof and cannot be uh doubted so yep yeah all right so here we go my personal match of the week because of how close it is we've got your team suck at trebek 98.1 versus russell wilson's football planet 97.2 so that is a 0.9 point spread tight 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 like a tiger that's not saturday night live you can't make that joke. the guy wasn't saturday night live so yeah i suppose so and right. Dr. Evil is just an impression of Lauren, or of, uh, yeah, of Lauren Michaels, so mm-hmm. it's close. You may be surprised that uh, with a 0.9 point spread, uh, ESPN has this as a 50-50 matchup. Go figure. Shocking. Yeah. So every matchup, no matter what the, the projected final score is, is between a 50-50 game and a 54-46 game. Uh, it will be interesting to check in on these on Sunday and evening and see how much these uh, spreads have gone to oh i mean once your player i bet once you have way fewer minutes left to play per team it uh changes dramatically i would be right. i'm more interested like at the start of like week five if it if it kind of has a better feel for how good your team is if it if it'll start farther away from 50 50 that's what i'm curious about fair point anyway so it, yes. it thinks you are going to win a squeaker uh you've got Drew Brees versus Russell Wilson. Bring your Bibles to school, kid. Uh, you've got the Patriots D playing Pittsburgh. Are they still going to be good and scoring a lot of points, or are they yeah, going I, to suck? I don't think they're going to. I don't think I'm going to end up playing Patriots D, but um, no point in changing it now. Yeah, it doesn't matter now. Um, you got that Mike Williams, the Chargers Mike Williams. You've got Michael Thomas. You've got Le'Veon Bell. You got uh, yeah, it's it's so crazy to see him as a Jet, but. We'll see how that goes. It is weird, yeah. And on the other side, we've got David Johnson, Devontae Freeman, Julio Jones, T.Y. Hilton, Mark Ingram. You know, I yeah, I like Mike's team. It's a pretty good team. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go out on a limb and give Meg the slight edge. Take that, ESPN. Well, then this brings up a point that I wanted to do. I think, and I've already created a spreadsheet right here, I would like you and me to uh, pick our winners, and then I'll keep track of this. Assuming I actually remember to do it and don't flake on it, no promises. This could be a one-week thing. Uh, keep track of our winners and losers, and we'll see after at the end of the season who's uh, picked more games. All right, then we should do a, a season-long bet. Like whoever picks again, who picks the the winners and losers best, um, you know, get wins the bet and does something. Sure. Okay. And we'll take we'll take uh, fan suggestions for what the bet should be. There you go. Uh, with us obviously having ultimate veto power. Yes, I'm not going to do anything too outrageous. I am sorry to disappoint. Yeah, no, outrageous seems like your middle name. I can't believe that you have limits. Yeah, my that makes my initials pop. That would okay. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I just, that took I just let that hang there. I was like, no, I'm just going to leave it. That's what I said. Yeah. I said it. <laughs> okay, so um, with this game, you are picking Meg, correct? Yes. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and pick myself because you, you gotta you. you, you ha- you have to believe in yourself. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and when it's close, like last year when I played Jen in the playoffs, I knew I was losing. But this one, I'm just going to I'm gonna pick myself. It's close enough. Why not? Always so bet on yourself. Go, Shea Serrano. Let's go back. Oh, <laughs> well, fair enough. Oh, we're going, we're bringing in some uh, Grantland stuff? Yeah, okay. man. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, all right. So then you and Jen, who do you think is going to win? 
I would. Lo- I just. This would have been much better if I had done this during the course of us going through games, so we actually knew the spreads. Interestingly, <laughs> whatever. Two seconds ago, I said always bet on yourself, and we're literally talking about betting on myself. I guess I have to do it. I'll say I will win. Even you say you? I don't feel great about it, <laughs> but I just said always bet on yourself. Okay. okay. So. You know, I'm not trying to do these all contrary, but let me look at this. Oh, Colin, Kyler Murray, Brown, James Conner. Yeah, you know what? I got to go Jen. All right, there we go. go. There's, there's a point yeah. of difference. Okay. Casey and Annalisa. Uh, well, how uh, right now it's not going great. I'm going to have to say Annalisa because, uh, man, uh, things have not gone well in the first half. Like, I, I have illicit information. If we had done this bet an hour ago, I might have been closer to going with Casey, but right now I have to go on Elisa. Okay. Yeah, you know, I'm going with Elisa too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next week we'll we'll have prepared these ahead of time. That way we, there's no uh, shenanigans, uh, accusations of collusion. But whatever. We'll keep, we're we're doing this on the fly. You know, we're trying to work out the kinks. It's only our second season. Indeed. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dolphins and dolls versus uh, good enough and smart. So enough. that's Alex versus Meg Murphy. Uh, that's another squeaker. It's another one. I'm going to, since uh, I think Ezekiel Elliott will be uh, primed to go off. He's excited. He got his contract. I will go with Alex on that one. You know what? I think he's going to be rusty. He's not going to be in quite game shape. Marshall Falk was on Dan Patrick's show last week, I believe. And he was down in Mexico training Zeke. And he said he was not quite game ready. So I'm going to go with good enough and smart enough. I think he, Zeke's got a, he's going to have an average game. And I think I think Aaron Rodgers is not going to have a monster game by the end of this. And Baker Mayfield, well, whatever. He's probably got about the same game. But overall, I just think I like Meg's team a little bit better for this week, even though I think long run, um, Alex might be better. So, But you're going Alex? Yes. Okay. That leaves Gary versus Abby. Um, I will note I chose first every time. Maybe we alternate weeks uh, who goes first or we alternate picks moving forward. But since I did all the other ones first, I'll do this one first. Uh, well, well, next week we'll have uh, our picks already pre-done. So oh, really in advance. Oh, like matter. without yeah. communicating. I see. Gotcha. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, or we won't because we'll forget because, you know, it's not like we're getting paid for this. It's true. All this free content in your ears. Yeah. Ooh, we should set up a Patreon. That way all of our fans can uh, give us free money. I predict 25 cents a month. I think that's high. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so it has a comfortable advantage for Gary, but only a 53% win probability. I do think that the spread is pretty out there, but I still have to go Gary. I would say Gary by like five as opposed to Gary by 13, but I'm going to say Gary. Yeah, I mean, that's just go ahead. That's just that's about the most obvious one. I'm Gary. I don't think I can good conscience bet on the boost. Sure, sure. Yeah. So we, we differ right, on so two of those. picks. Yeah, so it really just comes down to you. No, no, wait, we we differ on three of them. Oh, okay. So there you go. My that's, game, that's pretty your game, and then Alex and Mike's game. All right, so that's a lot. Uh, you know, there's only five games a week, so if there, that's that probably I bet we'll agree more often than that moving forward. Yeah, I agree. I agree with your agreement. Excellent. We're in agreement. I did want to say um, just to tie it up the TD Ameritrade standings for the last teams. Uh, so Sucker Trebek, you are at seven. I think you, you had dropped and then you came back up. Or no, you had raised and now you went back down. Anyway, you started at I seven did. and you are back at seven. So you appear stationary from the rankings. And the Russell Wilson, what's it called? Russell Wilson, what, what? 
Uh, uh, Adventure plan- Planet, Animal Planet. Started at five and is down to nine, so dropped like a rock with with me, Bill Squirsky's, Bill Swirsky's super team. And I said I liked Meg's team, so, you know, ESPN, we don't agree. Or I guess TD Ameritrade, we don't agree. You know, I think TD Ameritrade, um, whatever, for whatever reason, as we discussed last week, thought my team had improved somehow, but then Antonio Brown decides to go threaten to punch his GM and punt a football. And it's not going to play for at least this week. So back to square one. Yeah. Way to go, Antonio Brown. How long do you think he's going to be out? Uh, we should mention that. Uh, obviously, your best wide receiver or at worst, second best wide receiver. Because you have Michael Thomas. He's good. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, suspended to start the season now because of just – he's. I've seen theorization that he will be suspended and then they will cut the contract without cost to them. Uh, and so he might be not playing for the Raiders anymore. I've seen that, and I think that would be so drastic of an outcome. I think he's back next week, um, and I think part of the, the reason why, well, I think they want to get him back because I think they want to have um, him in the fold. There's a reason why they traded for him in the first place, even though they only gave up a three and a five. So I think he's part of the future plans, but I think the um, reason why they haven't sunk too much money in him, because if he's, based on the wording of the contract, if he's not on the active roster on opening day, then... Uh, his contract doesn't it becomes uh, voided or something like that. So by getting suspended and apparently for a cause, it's not just arbitrary for this first game. They can avoid a whole heap load of money. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, I yeah. think that that'll that'll do it uh, for the week one preview. What do you think, Nick? Um, I think I'd like to thank our sponsor, uh, Mike's Wooden Pegboard. You can peg your leg, but you need to peg your boards. Mike's wooden pegboards, always uh, fun for the family inside your garage. Sounds very close to uh, its log from Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, it's close. All right, man. Well, I think that'll do it for this week one. Good luck, sir. And good luck to you as well. Strength and honor. Excellent. Well, that's it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Later. Ciao.